Informative, educational, and entertaining. VoiceAmerica.com. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the host, guest, and its callers. You have just stepped into a crust-free zone with Dr. Pat Basile. What is crust? Well, crust is that stuff that stands between you and what you want out of life. Crust is what keeps you stuck. Crust is anything you think, feel, or believe that prevents you from living your deepest heart's desire. So get ready to do some serious crust busting with Dr. Pat Basile and break through those layers of crusty conditioning to reveal the unlimited possibilities available to you to live your life full out. Dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Well, welcome, Crustbusters. Yes, you have just stepped into a crust-free zone with me, Dr. Pat Basile. I am thrilled to be part of a powerful lineup on Voice America. My program, Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life, features stories of people who are busting through the crust to live life full out. Right about now, you're probably wondering, what the heck is crust? Well, I'll tell you this. I'll give you the short version. It's anything that stands between you and what you want out of life. So get ready. Get ready today to have the full sexual life that you desire because joining our program in about two seconds here is Dr. Patty Britton to help us break through the shame and stigma that holds us back from having the sexual life we desire. Dr. Patty Britton is a nationally board-certified clinical sexologist and sex coach. She is a clinical fellow of the American Academy of Clinical Sexologists and a diplomat of the American Board of Sexology. Dr. Britton is also a certified sex educator in the American Association of Sex Educators, Counselors, and Therapists. I could go on and on and on about Dr. Britton, Dr. Patty, as we'll call her in this show, uh, but let's not do that because I know you want to speak with her directly. She is here to help us chip away the negative beliefs that hold us back from having the sexual life that you dream about, and I'm probably at the top of the list to get some questions out there. So welcome, Dr. Patty. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much. What a great introduction, and I just love this crust-busting idea. Oh, thank you. Well, you're pretty awesome. awesome. (laughs) And I am thrilled that you're joining uh, us here today. I know you've got a lot going on down there in California. And um, I'm I'm honored that, uh, you know, our listeners have really been looking forward to this, and I'm thrilled that you could be here today. Thank you. Uh, Yes, this is a trying time for Southern California with the enormity of this disaster of the fires. Um, Yeah. Myself included, we have a home there, and Mm -hmm. um, I know that. What you're doing is so important, and I find that when I get into the center of my real work that's helping people heal their sexual issues and celebrate their sexuality, it gives me a sense of healing, and I could use that right now. So it's my honor to be with you today. And let's do it. I have a question for you. Uh Um, (laughs) I don't know about you, but I can tell you for myself that I've certainly had opportunities to break through my own crust around my sexual beliefs. I had no idea that I could get help from someone like you in this area. So would you just tell us a little bit about what sexual coaching is? Sure. Well, I'm sure that a lot of your listeners know about sex therapy and may even know about sex education. When we talk about clinical sexology, we're really talking about language that holds this as its own discipline. There's anthropology, sociology, psychology, even social work. And many of the people who work in that arena who work with sexual problems, concerns, dysfunctions, couples, relationships, issues, etc., certainly have 
I hope, some training in the sexuality aspects of the, the work that they do in helping their clients or their patients or their students. But clinical sexology is its own discipline, and usually, and and I'm speaking idealistically here, that includes very intensive training. For example, many of us have been through the SAR process, mm-hmm. which is a sexual attitude reassessment or readjustment. That's for me and my own training because um, I've been in this field a very long time. I actually had my first one about 25 years ago, and the ones that are led by the school at which I'm a faculty member, which is the Institute for the Advanced Study of Human Sexuality in San Francisco, California, and anyone who's interested can go to www.iashs.edu. Mm-hmm. We have SARS that are actually over uh, an eight-day period. Mm-hmm. We're talking 80 hours of clinical training and personal transformation. And it, you really have to, you know, this is so interesting because to really be an effective, let's call it container for a person's yeah. sexual issues and their mm-hmm. own stuff or crust, you have to remove your crust. You have to be highly processed around your own prejudices, your own hot buttons. And I don't mean that erotically. I mean what bothers you, what you can't tolerate. And a clinical sexologist, particularly those trained at this uh, really world-renowned institute where I received my Ph.D. and I'm on faculty, we have gone through a lot of intensive personal growth experience as well as professional training in how to handle the delicate range of sexual issues Mm -hmm. among our clients, students, and and our populations that we serve. What I do in sex coaching is I've actually reframed what many people would see as sex therapy. I don't do therapy. I'm I'm not trained in therapy. I'm not interested in doing therapy. I believe that the way that I work is toward helping my clients almost as their cheerleader, as their guide, as they're, um, it's sometimes very shamanic, sometimes mm-hmm. it's very parental, but often and always, I should say, it's very empowering as a guide. We walk hand in hand. It's not hierarchical. And okay. we work toward results and goals. And it's very behavioral. It involves mm-hmm. cognitive behavioral. It involves emotional clearing. It's about removing crust from the various aspects of what impedes us to experience our full potential as sexual beings. Yes, and i got to tell you this. <laughs> you know, they often wonder, you know, how much do you really share on the air? But let me just go for this. Go for it. <laughs> I have to tell you, you know, just in talking about this, and you and I have been in communication the past week, you know, I've gone back and forth with my own stuff around this. And, you know, I use the term divine birthright. And we use that term a lot now in talk, you know, in talking about positive change. Right. But we refer to divine birthright regarding prosperous living, abundance in the universe, you know, those kinds of things. I wonder why so many of us have neglected to include our divine birthright to enjoy and express our uniqueness as sexual beings. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, um, what influences us as sexual beings is a variety of things. Um, and often it stems from childhood. And again, to kind of go back to your earlier question, often a therapist will spend a lot of time on childhood and on, you know, child-parent relationships and, you know, the whole psychoanalytic modality yeah. and all that, and I don't do that. I do do a very, a very intensive intake process with my clients, and it's a multi-page questionnaire that really elicits a lot of information about their past And we address those issues, especially when those issues come forward and are right there in our face in the way of the work that my client might want to do. 
Mm-hmm. But that deep probing and that spending days, hours, months, and years on the past is not something that I address. I always refer those particular clients, and I call them clients. I don't believe in the patient model. It, it, I'm not someone who is an advocate of the, the that whole doctor up, patient down relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm very much about the the empowerment of the equality of the relationship. And we go down this path together, and it indeed is a healing journey, and it's often a very intense journey, very confrontive, very playful, very hard work, but it is a journey. And yeah. so, you know, what what really informs our sexuality, as we say in the business, is, a, a, you know, a whole range of things, including messages from childhood, specifically and probably most prominently either religious, social, or cultural messages such as growing up in a particular religious institution and having shame-based messages and negativized mm-hmm. messages about touch, about our bodies, about premarital sex, whatever aspect of it we want to talk about. And also um, messages we get from others. And in, certainly, you know, one of the topics that I know we'll be talking about is shame. And body yep. shame is probably the single most critical issue. And a lot of girls get that growing up. I'm too fat, my breasts are too small, you know, I don't look like the girls on the magazine, I don't look like Teen Cosmo, what's the matter with me? And so even those societal messages, and particularly the glamorized media images that we are flooded with in our culture, really can have a very serious negative impact on how we feel about ourselves as sexual Mm -hmm. beings. I always teach sexy is an inside job. It is, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It is, it's totally... You know, um, it, it, I, I am I am so struck by how similar our you know our approach approaches are, and um, I'm just wondering, has this been a calling for you for? It has to be a call. It had to be a calling for you for over the past 25 years. But is, how did you know this was something that you absolutely you know wanted to do? Was there something specific that that happened in your life, or did you just know this? Um, well, it's a combination of things. I, I think that we're 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 shown the path that we're to walk in life if we're conscious. And, you know, certainly being able to speak language like divine birthright, you know, it connotes that there is a spirituality and an orientation about me that I bring to the party. I'm not, you know, the white lab coat clinical model, and Mm -hmm. I'm highly tolerant of diversity and highly accessible in my approach and as a person. I often find that people will tell me anything, any Mm -hmm. people, and I'm always amazed, and it's always been like that. But I, honestly, what began this journey, maybe um, aside from circumstances, because one never knows what comes you know, across our own path as we evolve as professionals. Mm-hmm. But I think that one of the stunning kind of highlights of my journey as a person, wondering, you know, what the heck am I going to be doing when I grow up, <laughs> is that, you know, years ago I had the opportunity to travel around the globe. Um, this is, you know, now... 30-some years ago, and when I went to Calcutta in India, I was taken aback by the negative impact of overpopulation and Mm. the abysmal conditions of people living in too small a space. So um, we can talk more about that after the break. I hear that. Yeah, let's let's, uh, let's take a short break then, and I would love to get back to this and then also talk about what we mentioned before about shame. So... um, Let's give our listeners a chance to call in toll-free at 1-888-335-5204 to speak with Dr. Patty and also 
to uh, win a free coaching session with Dr. Patty, a 20-minute session, and that would be on your that would be on your own time. That would not necessarily be on the radio. So please join <laughs> us after the break. And again, the number is one eight 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 three three five five two zero four. Also, you can email me right now at pat at crustbusting.com if you have questions. And uh, we will be right back with Dr. Patty Britton and uh, here to talk to you and answer your questions. So stay tuned. Wow, we are back and you are listening to Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life. And I am Dr. Papasilli. We are here today to bust through those years of crusty conditioning that holds us back from living our life full out and having the sexual life we desire because we are here today with Dr. Patty Britton. And right before the break, Patty, we were talking about your path and how you came to do this marvelous work. Uh, so would you just share with our listeners the story on that? Sure. Um, I was... Um, saying earlier that in the, um, let's see, when was it? In the late 60s, I was traveling around the world, and I ended up in Calcutta, India, and I was taken aback by the effects of overpopulation and the lack of birth control and family mm-hmm. planning. And, and the highlight of my trip um, was seeing people starving to death oh. in, in wretched conditions to the bones, skin hanging off the bones, lying in fetal positions on sidewalks, starving to death while sacred cows were knocking over food carts. And then I met a rickshaw driver who looked very old, and I asked him, he spoke English, which was very unusual, and I said, you know, tell me about your life. And he said, well, I'm 27, and I have three more years to live. Oh, my gosh. Um, Rickshaw drivers, which at that time were men who carried carriages uh, and walked you through the towns. He said, um, the lifespan of someone like me is 30, and I plan that I'll be here three more years, and then I'll be dead. And I went home, and I said, i got to do something about this. Oh, my gosh. As a child of the 60s with this activism in me, I thought, you know, this is an opportunity to do good in the world. And I mm-hmm. was just taken by it. I was moved at my core. And lo and behold, as life often happens, a few months later, down the road, I got a call from someone who was in Planned Parenthood in New England, here in the States, and said, we're looking for someone to start uh, a, a family planning outreach program, and we'd like you to be that person. And that's how I began. I was a rural outreach worker in the boonies up in Vermont, and actually did what's called cold outreach, knocking on doors of what looked like the poorest people in the community, to teach them how to control their fertility. And oh, wow. I could I could spend what? days talking about stories, and I won't. But that was really <laughs> the beginning of my, my career in family planning. And family planning, which Planned Parenthood is, of course, famous for and still is renowned for, founded by mm-hmm. Margaret Sanger, is really my home organization. And I evolved from working at the local level to the state level and eventually became the national deputy director for education for National Planned Parenthood in New York City for many years in the 80s. That's amazing. What a what a fabulous story. Yeah. That is just amazing. So, Very you know, touching. you got to see something that inspired you to really contribute to, you know, the greater good of yeah. each and every one of us. I could tell you, me sitting right here, and I want to say this one more time, please call in at 1-888-335-5204 
to either speak with uh, Dr. Patty. Well, you could speak with Dr. Patty and receive a free coaching session that will happen over the telephone. I forgot to mention that earlier. And I'm going to tell you now, if you don't call in, I'm going to call back and get this session for myself. <laughs> you know, before, do I hear before, a little crap I don't know if I can do up. that. Is that like, it's probably like a conflict of interest thing on the radio, I think. Um, you know, before the break, we talked, we mentioned a, a, the, the word shame, and you talked about something very interesting. You mentioned something about, you know, we grow up and, you know, comments are made about our breast size, and, you know, you hit what we call a crust busting trigger for me around shame because I remember being very very young and always being playing playing outside with the you know on the block with the kids and the boys especially and I remember the first day that I wore my bra and I walked out into that environment and boy did I take a beating from my friends and so there are you know I can't imagine how many people have similar experiences and you know so let's talk a little bit about shame where the heck does you know what's your experience where you know do we all have this thing going on well i think that a few um do transcend their background and mm-hmm. evolve to be shame free um certainly in the work of coda Codependence mm-hmm. Anonymous, ACA, Adult Children of Alcoholics, many of the similar 12-step programs, the distinctions are made in the literature is vast about shame. And mm-hmm. when John Bradshaw talks about shame, and of course he's not coming at it from a sexologist's point of view, but this is the same issue. What we, what we say to ourselves about shame is really, and what others have said to us, is really related to who and how we are. Guilt is about what we do. Oh, there we go. And yeah. so I help my clients make that distinction of what we do is when, where we feel guilt, which is frankly a useless emotion. And shame is, is really steeped in our identity often, and certainly our body image identity for women. That is the single greatest impediment mm-hmm. to sexual freedom for women is negative body image issues. And I'll say and I'll add that I find that many men have it too and that men don't get their fair share of airtime okay. about their body shame issues, whether it's too much hair on their back or that paunch that's developed or, of course, we can say this, penis size. There you go. The single most popular question that men ask me and have over the years, I've been on the Internet since 96, um, mm-hmm. with my own website and at iVillage. And the reality is that the, the question that pops up the most frequently, no pun intended, is penis size. Is my penis big enough erect? And for women, it's so complex. It's all of the issues. It's I have a, you know, a little blemish on my cheek, therefore I'm ugly. Or I once had a client come to me who was um, absolutely a beauty. She walked in the office saying ahead of time that the reason she wasn't having a success with her sexual relationship with actually my client, her partner, who had sent her in to see me, was because she was devastatingly ugly and she couldn't have sex with the lights on because he might see her ugliness. And in walked a woman who could have stepped off the cover of, mm. a, of a popular women's magazine, not necessarily Vogue, but she was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the woman and I said, are you the right person? And she said, yes, I have a horrible, horrible secret. I am so ugly and I could never, ever let a lover see me like this. And oh, I my said, goodness. do you mind telling me what, what that is? And she said, well, I could show you. And she pulled down her jeans with her underpants on. 
she turned around and she said, you see, there it is. And it was a piece of cellulite on her skin the size of a quarter. And that one spot on this woman's body, this raving beauty, was what stopped her in her path from experiencing any pleasure with a man. Well, that's right. I mean, and just imagine. Well, I, I totally get that. I totally get that because, you know, um, I know that for, for so many of us here, you, you, you know, my friends love to go and do the spa thing. Right. And, you know, you get there and lo, and, and lo and behold, you find out that everybody's walking around naked. Yes. And so you end up sort of at, you know, the point of no return. <laughs> and you're either going to go for that or you're just going to get and sit in the car. Well, but you know, in that moment, all of those issues, right. whether it's one piece of cellulite or, you know, an enti- what you believe to be an entire body. And, you know, you talked about guilt and shame. Those are, we, we call those the top two crust balls. Absolutely. We got the GNS thing going on up there. They're at the top of the list in terms of, of uh, you know, what happens to folks around so many things. But, you know, pa- pa- Dr. Patty, we don't really talk about the sex thing, do we? The sex thing? Yeah, we don't really we don't really come out and talk about shame around sex unless we go to someone like you. It's, That's correct. It's kind of, is it, are we in the taboo land? Well, I think that the society has shifted a lot. You know, certainly mm-hmm. the advent of the internet has changed the dynamic. Um, mm-hmm. For example, um, long ago when there first were internet chat rooms, and that now we're talking really the early nineties. Let's say ninety three, ninety four. Right. I was um, had a private practice in Manhattan, and um, many of my clients were in the gender community at that time. Mm-hmm. And I remember once a, a very powerful story of a, a man who came to see me who was a very high-level executive in some corporation, and he said, I've come to you because I, I live with such shame, and um, I'm mm. going to have to leave my wife. And, I, 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 and he was shaking all over, and he began to cry. And he said, oh. I like to wear women's lingerie, and I... Uh-huh. I go on binges and then I purge, like an eating disorder. Oh, wow. And, and he said, and I, I have a secret life and my wife doesn't know and I can't stop this and I am so ashamed of what I do. And I said, no, you're ashamed of who you are because this is an essence and a part of who you are. Mm. And your real challenge isn't to get rid of this fetish or these clothes. It's to learn to embrace the female within you. Oh, I love that. You know, I would love, let's take a short break because I, I, would, I, I would love to talk more about this and talk about the issues that we have around uh, gender, sexual preference, uh, and, you know, what sort of blocks come up for people uh, when, we, when we really approach that side of us that we're really, really not really sure about and how folks can, can get some information on that. So let's take a short break. Today, folks, we are speaking with Dr. Patty Britton, renowned sexologist who is frequently sought by the media with appearances on over 60 television, 55 radio talk shows, 175 archived web radio broadcasts, 100 articles in popular press, national magazines, 400 original articles, and let me say this, to, to find out more about this, because there's lots to find out, you can go to Patty's website, www.yoursexcoach.com, and she, this is where she offers advice, interactive education, sexual enhancement uh, products. You've got it all right there. 
And today you're listening to me. I'm Dr. Pat Basile. On from find out more about me, go to www.crustbusting.com. Now, if you have questions, please, please call in at one eight 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 three three five five two zero four. And also, when you call in, you will receive a free twenty minute uh, uh, sex coaching session with Dr. Patty. That's on the phone. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs> 